Good evening and welcome to another day and episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marshane Sullivan, and I thank you for tuning in this evening to listen to something that God wants to bless you with. And as we spend time in God's word, God wants to share with you his wisdom and he wants to share with you some things that will be beneficial to your prayer life and your personal relationship with the Lord, as well as increase your faith. God wants you to be able to operate not in a realm of fear, but of faith. And tonight I introduce you to part two of this episode that is entitled, Do Not Defy the Army of the Lord. And so last week, if you had time to listen, you know that we actually took the time to talk about King David. And this is part two in a continuation of that, where I finished telling what happened when David was so bold and so courageous to go to war against the giant that none of his uh, leaders in charge wanted to go. Okay, because they were fearful, they were afraid, and they did not really trust God and have the confidence that David had this youth had really done something great in his day and time. And the turning point start when he was ready to face this giant who kept defying the armies of God. But instead of him running, he was ready to go to battle as we should be ready to go to battle anytime the enemy tries to defy our Lord or anytime that the enemy tries to defy us. So if you would get your Bibles out, or if you do not have a Bible, I encourage you to get one so that you can read it. But I want you to follow me today. Today, we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17. And we're going to pick up where we left off. And where we left off is verse 37. But I'll read 36 so that you can understand what's happening here. David again, is fighting this, getting ready to go to battle because he's not afraid. Whereas Israel had been fighting this giant or trying to fight this giant, but they were fearful. It's like they were paralyzed. They couldn't even do anything because they were so afraid. So in verse 36, we see it says, your servant has killed both lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And David knows that even as a youth, no one can defy God's army except for God himself. No one can speak against God and and expect to win a battle because David recognized the power of God, the majesty of God, the sovereignty of God. But more than anything, David knew that the living God was with him. And this is how David knew. And this is what made David so confident in his God. Verse 37 says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear would deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. So David expresses to the king and those that are listening He's saying, look, this is why I'm really not afraid because 
the same Lord who delivered me from the paw and the lion is going to be the same God that's going to deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Now, I want you to think about that. Think about trying to go to war in your physical, natural body between a lion and a bear. That picture doesn't look so victorious unless the true and living God was fighting on your behalf. And this is why David is not afraid. And neither should we as children of God. Because I'm sure that many of you listening tonight, including myself, have been delivered from many things in my life that appeared to be like a lion that wanted to devour me. Or a paw that wanted, or I'm sorry, or the paw of a bear that wanted to really destroy and do damage to the children of God. But God is, God is the same God today and forever. And David knew that. And so he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And this is why David, even as a youth, reminds Saul of this. Saul, Saul said to David, go. And the Lord be with you. He said that and gave him a declaration. Saul did. But truthfully, David realized that he really didn't need the king permission to go to battle. And the reason why is because David recognized that God was already with him. In verse 38, then Saul began to do something. Saul dressed David in his own tunic. Now, a, a tunic during the biblical times were very special garments, and they were in particularly set aside for those who were priests. Only the priests could put on the tunic, okay? And so he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. Now, this would be symbolic to a soldier going to battle or if you've ever read the book of Ephesians, where it says to put on the whole armor of God so that you are able to withstand all of the devices of the enemy or the strategies of the enemy or the fiery dots of the enemy. So Saul wanted David to be well prepared for battle, but exception of one thing. David knew that the armor in which Saul had given him was not the proper gear that he would usually go out in. So it's like, for an example, a woman trying to put on some heels and a beautiful, elegant dress. But except for one thing, this woman is not used to wearing heels. She's not used to putting on dress. Instead, she's used to wearing perhaps tennis shoes. So David recognizes, like, wait a minute, this, this is not me. Verse 39 says it because it says David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. He says, I cannot go in these. And it's a good thing that David knows who he is because David does not hesitate to say these words. I cannot go in these. Can you imagine a youth trying to say that to the king of Israel, to go against the king of Israel and to do the opposite for which he said, here, put, put on my tunic. But David has so much confidence in the Lord that he acknowledges that this is not my kind of gear that I will usually go to battle in. 
So he says, I cannot go in these. He said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So David made a decision. And the Bible says in verse 39 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, it says he took them off. And verse 40 says, then he took his staff in his hand. Doesn't that, that remind you of Moses? Because God had given a staff to Moses. And it says that he chose five smooth stones from the stream and he put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. So the armor that God equipped David to have was a different armor than he gave to Saul. And David knew that. So David was comfortable with the staff that appeared foolish, I'm sure, to many of those who were in battle who had other weapons. But for David, as a youth, he said, no, that's not going to help me win the battle. I know what's going to help me. The, the, the five smooth stones is going to help me win this battle. And the sling is going to help me win this battle. As you're listening today, you may be facing some battles in your life. And you may be saying, you know, I sometimes feel like the Philistine, I'm sorry, the Israelites who were afraid to go against the Philistine and Goliath. But God is saying to you, look, you don't have to fear because I've given you the weapons to fight with. I've given you the spiritual weapons. I've given you the wisdom. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you everything you need to fight and to not only just fight just because you want to fight. Because we can't fight in the natural. We got to fight in the spiritual. But God says, I've given you weapons. And that the weapons I've given you, you can't be defeated. And so David, young David, because he's a youth, David knew that. Meanwhile, verse 41 tells us the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. So David recognized that the enemy is coming. His mindset has changed because he's preparing to go to war. He recognizes that it's necessary to go to war this is something that he cannot avoid as the leaders avoid it but he's ready to take action god will press upon our hearts to take action this was not a time for even a youth such as david to be neutral it was a time for him to make a quick decision and a great leader understands how to function and still make wise decisions even under pressure so meanwhile the philistine is said that he just kept coming to david but in verse 42 we see he looked david over and saw that he was only a boy see he realized that david didn't look like everybody else you listening today you may not look like everybody else you may be the outcast. You may be 
the underachiever. You may feel like you're not good enough, that you don't fit the description. But God said that I've chosen you. And in this particular text, Goliath recognized that something is wrong with this picture. Because the Bible says that he saw that he was only a boy, rudy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? Notice that he had a different kind of anger before, but he never spoke anything but defied the armies of God. But this time he's speaking directly to this young man named David. He says, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So they began to say evil things against David. The Philistine army did. But in verse 44, he says, come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Almighty, the Lord God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And so remember why David was fighting first and foremost. David was never fighting for himself, for pride, for his flesh, for his ego. Okay, or because somebody wanted him to fight. But David was fighting only because this Goliath and the Philistine defiled the armies of God by speaking against his God. They defied, I'm sorry, defied the armies of God. And so that was an insult to who God was. And so God uses David to display his glory, to display his power. Because again, our God is not weak. He's strong. He's mighty. In verse 46, it says, This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. So notice that David is not only speaking the words about what he's going to do, because Remember, our words are powerful. But David also says, today I will give the carcasses of the Philistines army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. In other words, David is not backing down. David is speaking and David is getting ready to walk the walk. But he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it because anytime people try to be a, a reproach to God or his people, God will always raise up somebody to defeat the same people that was oppressing his people. And so today that we see in this story is that God was raising up David to display his power in the earth so that others who opposed God or who hated God's people will soon come to fear 
the same Lord in which God's people worship. So in verse 7, it tells us that all those gathered here will know that again, it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle. He is the Lord and he will give all of you into our hands. David is assured of that. He has no doubt that God is going to be with him. He has no doubt that he's going to win the battle. And as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. So David is going full force, head strong, heart strong, reaching into his bag, taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. He knocked him in a place that he was least expecting, in other words. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David, verse 50 says, so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and their weapons were so great and appeared so mighty but David was able to conquer and capture the Philistine this giant Goliath with such a small weapon all David had was a sling and a stone and he says without a sword in his hand he struck down the Philistine and he killed them Have you, I I tell you, the greatest battles that's ever been won by God's people is when they had little to no weapons. Little to no weapons. And God allows it to be that way so that our, first of all, our enemies are confused trying to figure out how we won the battle with such small weapons. In verse 51, it says, David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine sword and drew it from the scatboard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. Now, David is a man. And this is why David is a man. Because David wanted to make sure that this giant who defiled God and his people, he didn't only just look, just throw a slingshot at him and knock him out with a stone. But David made sure that this giant was dead. And so in order to make sure that your enemy was dead during biblical times, they had to cut the head off. And even in some countries, they still do that to make sure so that you don't come back and taunt God or his people, but more so taunt God's people. And he says he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero, notice what happens. Notice how David set an ambush against the enemy. It says that when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, in other words, their leader, they turned and ran. Now, if if you've ever gone to battle, you know in order to get to the rest of the game, You got to have the strategy to get to the leader. If you can get to the leader, you won the battle. Because what it did was it forced all of those who were surrounding and talking all of this crap about God, the Philistines. They ran as soon as their leader was beheaded because they had no power. 
Verse 52 says, Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shot and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Then there were the strong along the Sharon road to Gath and Ekron. Forgive me if I pronounce that name wrong. In verse 53, it says, When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. So guess who was laughing now? Because this is a perfect example of what God has the power to do when the tables turn. And in this situation and in this story, God turned the tables immediately. The same giant who was making a mockery of God's people has now been slain, defeated, and killed, beheaded, I should say. And now God has raised up this youthful leader named David to slay this giant. And David made sure that he was dead. And, and when David comes back, he does not come back to Jerusalem empty-handed. Because it says in 54 that David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. And he put the Philistine weapon in his own tent as a reminder. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistines, he said to Abinar, commander of the army, Abinar, whose son is that young man? Abinar replied, as surely as you live, O king. I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. So David carried out what the leaders of Israel should have done, but would not do. It's not that they could, could not do it, but fear paralyzed him. And so in verse 58, he says, Whose son are you, young man? Saul asked him. David said, I'm the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. So we're going to stop right here today. I pray that that story really just captured your heart and opened up your eyes to help you to understand that even in the Bible, God required that his people fight and go to war and they were physically fighting but we are spiritually fighting against the enemy and so we have to be very alert and we have to be bold as David was full of wisdom even as a youth strong and mighty not because he wanted to be seen or he wanted titles or crowns but he wanted to make the enemy out of a lie. When the enemy came defying God's people, taunting them, causing them to fear, David stood firm and flat-footed in the face of the giant. He took charge. He didn't allow the giants to slay him, but he slayed the leader. He got to the claim. He got to the, to the one who wanted to oppress God's people. And when you know God is with you, when you get to the head of it, everything that falls behind that giant is going to flee too. And so I thank you for listening 
And I pray that you will be encouraged by this story. I pray that God's hand will continue to reign upon your life and that you will be strengthened not to fear, but to trust God and know that if God delivered you from a lion or bear, as he did with King David, God can deliver you from anything. And I pray that this word encourage your heart today. Be blessed. Tune in again for I have another great interesting episode for you to listen to. But I pray that you would share this message and, and that you would just be blessed abundantly. In Jesus name I pray. May you go in peace and in the love of Christ. Amen.